What's up, guys? Welcome to Fantasy Football Fiend. I'm back for my week two. Um, it'll be week six for the NFL. Super excited for this week. Um, couple of housekeeping items. Uh, my logo should be in here very soon, as well as my podcast will be on uh, the iTunes podcast app. Looking forward to that. So let's just hop right in. Um, talk about a few shockers from week five. Uh, how about Denver? Denver winning their first game. Um, never really thought that they had a chance uh, to beat the Chargers. I thought the Chargers were pretty good um, this year. They, they've, been, they've been looking all right and uh, competing at least. And they looked like crap. They just played terrible uh, and, and couldn't score in the first half. You're, I mean, obviously, you're, uh, your odds of winning uh, decrease exponentially if you can't score in the first half, so that's not great. Pick it up, Philip. Pick it up. Uh, that's, that's pretty piss poor if you lose to Denver. Uh, Den- I do not believe in Denver. Don't think they're a very good team. Um, so I was very shocked uh, to see to see that happen. Um, and the fact that neither running back, uh, for, for LA got into the end zone. Uh, Austin Eckler couldn't get in there. Uh, they couldn't get Melvin Gordon into the end zone. I think they only gave Melvin Gordon like six carries or something like that. Um, and you know, obviously last season he was almost their entire offense. So, um, just shocking to see this year, uh, LA's choices. Um, but speaking of teams who can't score uh, in the first half, how about Chicago? Uh, Chase Daniel, uh, who 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 did you th- what did you think was going to happen? Um, first of all, Mitch Trubisky's not a great quarterback to begin with, but a guy who can't even beat out Mitch Trubisky. I mean, Chase Daniel. Everybody said, "Oh, Chase Daniel looks great." Oh, Mitch Trubisky goes down. Chase Daniel takes over. Uh, what was that two weeks ago now? And and they just thought, "Oh, well, well, here's Chase Daniel." He's just going to do so great. Well, look what he did. He uh, he had a QBR of 49. Dude, get off the field. That is terrible. That is absolutely terrible. Chicago couldn't score in the first half, and Oakland, Oakland beats Chicago. Um, I would be very surprised if anybody who's not an Oakland fan guessed that one. Um, that was a shocker for sure. Um and how about how about the rookie? Give it up for Josh Jacobs. I mean, you've got to give a guy credit when he's when he's getting in, into the end zone and getting that many carries as a rookie. Uh, just an absolute monster. And I I think that you can attribute that a lot to Alabama's system. I think that Alabama just has the right type of system. Obviously, Saban's been there forever. He knows how to recruit. He knows everything there is to know. And uh, drafting guys out of Alabama, always, always a good a good place to go. Congrats, Josh Jacobs. Uh, what, a, what a phenomenal running back he's going to turn out to be. And then, uh, you know, obviously everybody, uh, everybody's big shock, Indianapolis beating Kansas City. Um, couldn't believe my eyes watching that on Sunday night. Uh, just very, very um, surprising. Uh, you know, and I, I mean, it was just funny. I mean, I don't know how many of you guys watched that game. Um, if you didn't, you probably just saw the score and were shocked then. Um, but but if you were watching the game, what cracked me up so much is how much Chris Collinsworth was going off about the offensive line for Indianapolis. He he would just key in on these guys, and I mean, realistically, that let's be honest, they they're, he's right. 
The only reason Indianapolis won that game was because they were able to run the football. Marlon Mack's not that good. Let's be honest here. Marlon Mack is not that talented of a running back. But I think my third grade sister could run the ball just as well with those guys up front. Anthony Costanzo and Quentin Nelson. I mean, I couldn't pick two guys. I couldn't pick two guys better to to be running behind, and and they they did it all game long. Uh, Kansas City never had a chance. So, uh, and Kansas City has a great defense. They have a phenomenal defense, starting with Frank Clark, and then obviously, as you saw, Tyron Matthew had a great game, um, but. They couldn't get it done. And, you know, Patrick Mahomes made a few great throws, but that couldn't put it together. And the, the third quarter was just pitiful. The third quarter for, for Kansas City's offense, wow. We've not seen Kansas City stall like that all year. It was pitiful, to say the least. So congrats to Indianapolis. Um, I was actually really happy to see that uh, just because um, I'm not a huge Kansas City guy. I like seeing upsets, um, so it was it was a very fun game to watch, nonetheless. A couple of games that did not surprise me were the Seahawks and Green Bay's uh, games. I did pick Green Bay in my Pick'em League uh, this last week to win that game, so I was super happy about that. Not a Dallas fan, tell you that much. I, I respect them. I think they're a solid football team. Not a Dallas guy myself. Uh, I feel like that's one of those teams that you, you love them or you hate them. Um, I am not on the loving side. I did pick Green Bay. I knew that game would go that way. Green Bay is definitely one of the best teams in the NFC. Uh, The Seahawks might be another one of those best teams in the NFC. Um, Watching that game was unbelievable. I mean, yes, it is hard to beat Seattle at home, but good Lord. I mean, there is some over overseeing force that that Seattle has. There is something in the water there. You can't win football games there. You just can't do it. How does how does a kicker miss that? Greg the leg, Zerlin? No way. No way in any other stadium, in any other circumstance, do the Seahawks win that game, but at home. The Rams do not lose that game if it had not been in Seattle on that night. It's it's unbelievable. I mean, I've never seen I've never seen anything like it in my entire life. Blows me away to watch Seattle play at home. They get away with everything. They get away with it all. Starting starting with the Tyler Lockett catch all the way up to the Tedrick Thompson pick. Phenomenal catch, young man. Phenomenal catch. But how does that happen? I mean, that might be that might be the 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 second best catch I've ever watched in my life, other than other than uh, the Super Bowl catch uh, when I watched Atlanta implode. Just disgusts me. However. Uh, unbelievable, unbelievable game by Seattle. Uh, congrats on the win, I guess. Good luck playing in LA. Um, I, I, I think that game goes a little bit differently had it not been in Seattle. Wow. Um, but like I said, picked Green Bay. Uh, won my Pick'em League this week, so congrats to me. Um, made some money there. That was that was a big highlight of my week. Um, a couple other highlights. I'm just going to go through um, a a couple of player spotlights uh, in each position. Um, if you started any number of these guys, you probably won, uh, unless the rest of your team really really sucked. Uh, but starting with Deshaun Watson, what can you expect, man? He plays. Atlanta. 
If you play Atlanta in the NFL, like I said, all you've got to do is drop back and throw the football. It is that easy. It really is that easy. If you drop back, you put the ball in the air, the Falcons are going to fumble up and they're going to get all in their head. The ball's in the air. What are we going to do? Oh, no. So that's why Deshaun Watson threw for five freaking touchdowns because the Falcons cannot play defense against any quarterback. I don't care if it is Chase Daniel. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It makes me very, very frustrated. Um, Running backs, uh, I'm going to go ahead and pick on Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey and Aaron Jones, starting with Aaron Jones. How about a jaw dropper, folks? Four touchdowns. Four. That is unbelievable. Against a solid Cowboys defense, I cannot believe that he got 19 carries, 107 yards, and four touchdowns. That is that is amazing. Congrats uh, to Aaron Jones. Um, I'm, I'm sure it had to do a little bit with, with Jamal Williams being sidelined after that nasty hit he took a couple weeks ago. Um, but wow, Aaron Jones really, really stepped up and played for his team well. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. Now, this is a sore subject for me. Um, I had I had the, uh, the number one pick in the draft this year, um, which let me tell you something. If you have the number one pick in the draft, it is not a good thing. Do not be happy. If you are if you are playing in a snake draft, do not be happy about having the number one pick. You want to be as close to the middle in a snake draft as possible, and here's why. You have the most consistent picks, all right? So I, if, if you have the first pick in the draft, you have to wait almost two full rounds. You wait for everybody else to pick twice before you get your second pick in the draft. It's a terrible place to be. You 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 have much, much better odds of winning the championship if you are near the middle of the pack and have a have a middle pick. With that said, I did make the wrong selection in, in my first pick of in the draft. I picked Saquon. And look, look where he's at now, sidelined with an ankle injury or whatever the hell is going on with him. Um, it's, it's ridiculous to think that all offseason I kept telling myself, I'm going to draft Christian McCaffrey this year. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to have a good year. If you're going into the draft, trust your gut. I should have took in McCaffrey. He goes off this week. He had 40-something points just going, just doing Christian McCaffrey things. He is right now, I think, the most dominant running back in the NFL. He looks phenomenal. And he doesn't even play on one of the better teams in the NFL either. He plays on you know a, a mid-tier team. To, to bad team, um, but he's one of those guys, like I was talking about last week, he's one of those guys who doesn't really share carries a lot, If uh, and, and, that's, and that's why Aaron Jones had such a good week. If you can find those guys who, who don't have a huge, um, a huge share in, in carries, then they're going to have good years, um, and, and that's very rare to find nowadays in the NFL. Um, moving on to wide receivers, got to give props to Amari Cooper and Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas with a, a season-high catches. I believe it was 11 catches, and he had the two touchdowns. So, of course, I mean, he's very highly paid, just got paid this offseason. It makes total sense. Uh, he's he's doing his thing, um, and, and even without Drew Brees, still having a great year. So congrats to Michael Thomas. It's hard for me to uh, – it's hard for me to talk – uh, talk up 
players who are in the same division as the Falcons, even though I just went off about Christian McCaffrey. Um, but Michael Thomas, I'm not a huge Saints guy either, uh, so it's hard for me to talk about the Saints, but um, I got to give credit where credit is due, uh, and, and it is Michael Thomas, so congrats. Uh, Amari Cooper was my other wide receiver, um, and and he he doubled his previous season high in yards before he had like just over, uh, I think week one was his previous best and he had just over a hundred. I think it was like one Oh seven or something like that. And this week had well over 200 yards, uh, receiving had a great game. Um, and, and they still lost. So ha ha, uh, suck it Dallas. Uh, moving on to tight end. Um, you could make a case for either Gerald Everett or George Kittle. I am picking on Gerald Everett because uh, if he's still available in your league, you should definitely pick him up. Uh, great player. He's becoming. He's had so many more targets these last uh, these last couple weeks, and and you're seeing why he's playing out of his mind. I believe he does play. Let me double check this for you. Like I said last week, I will be doing this. I'll just go and research just to make sure I'm not telling you the wrong thing. Yeah. So he plays San Francisco this week. So if he's available, I say go pick him up. Um, if you have a bad team like I do, start him. You have to. If you have other options at tight end, other good options, other people who who might score points, start them. Gerald Everett a last resort. He might get into the end zone this week, but San Francisco's looking tough this year, um, both offensively and defensively. Uh, They haven't played any good teams yet. So uh, let me tell you something. San Francisco is a fraud. They're, they're not a good, they're not a good undefeated team. I can say that congrats on going undefeated, but you just played some of the worst teams in the NFL. So welcome to, to the league actually this week when you play uh, the tough Rams, I'm starting Gerald Everett. If you have a better option, go for it. But he would definitely be a huge pickup this week as he's getting more, more looks every week. At flex, holy cow, Will Fuller. What happened, Atlanta? What happened? Well, I'll tell you what happened. I mean, Keanu Neal went down. That's what happened to Atlanta. But they weren't good uh, in the in, in past defense anyways. Um, 14 receptions, 217 yards, and three touchdowns. Three, three touchdowns for Will Fuller. I mean... I mean, if if a guy gets open that many times, make an adjustment. Make it like Atlanta. This isn't this isn't pee wee football. Make an adjustment. If you're getting your ass handed to you time and time again, make an adjustment and get somebody else on Will Fuller. He's tearing you up. Three touchdowns. That's ridiculous. From now on, folks, as a rule of thumb, if your wide receiver is playing Atlanta, you have to start him. It is ridiculous how bad Atlanta's defense is this year. I mean, and last year. Look at look at last year's numbers. How can I expect any different? Unbelievable. I will full I will throw out a little bit of a caution for Will Fuller in 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 particular for this upcoming week. He plays Kansas City, uh, who has the ninth best pass defense. So not not necessarily a primary uh, or a primary guy to be starting. Um, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even go as far to say that he he would be a good flex option. Uh, probably a sit for me uh, on Will Fuller um, because I think that that most of those those throws will. 
probably go uh, to DeAndre Hopkins, um, who is who is one of those one of those better wide receivers in the league. Um, defense of the week, I think you know what's coming here if you pay attention. The Eagles defense, whoa, two two interceptions, two touchdowns, and a fumble recovery, <laughs> unbelievable. They had before this before this last week before what what week five they had ten total fantasy points out of all five weeks they had ten total points or out of all four weeks ten total points on the fifth week they score thirty five points in PPR leagues whoa that's unbelievable that that's pretty great so congrats to the Eagles defense did they do it again this year not a chance. The Eagles, I don't think, are all that great this year. Um, they've struggled. I think they should have kept Foles. Uh, so make fun of me on Twitter for for saying that. That's my opinion. For a kicker, uh, pretty pretty standard stuff. Uh, I think Justin Tucker scored 16 points this week. Uh, was four for four and uh, two extra points made. Um, but the reason I gave it to him was because he kicked the game-winning field goal, uh, also helping me in my Pick'em League. So thank you, Jay Tuck. Um, honorable mention, uh, I'm going to throw it out to DJ Chark just because I told you so last week, I told you to start him and what does he do? Has a, has a, a freaking career game, uh, scoring two touchdowns. Congratulations, DJ Chark. That was awesome. So those were the players who all played real well this week. Now let's talk about the players who probably disappointed you. Starting with Mike Evans. How about three targets and zero catches, zero yards, zero points? Oh, and and I, uh, it's just it's so hard for me to to talk about Mike Evans because he's been he's been so up and down this this year. He's had another week this at least one other week this year that's like what? Why isn't he playing well? And I'll tell you why. It's because of it's because of Godwin. Chris Godwin's getting all these looks and is playing out of his mind. And and Mike Evans is a big physical guy, uh, real fast as well, but. Doesn't look like Jameis is is willing to give him as many as many looks now that Chris Godwin has proved to be uh, an elite wide receiver. Another bust of the week, Wayne Gallman. <laughs> Wayne Gallman was on my starting roster this week, and uh, and I mean, what 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 are you gonna do um, if if a player gets injured in during the game? You, there's no way for you to predict that. But let me tell you something. That's fantasy football. Sometimes. Stuff happens. That that kind of stuff will happen. This year alone, let me tell you, I've started four players this year who've gotten injured during a game, meaning I had no idea that they would be injured, no idea. I can't see the future. I mean, I, I like to consider myself a pretty good fantasy football analyst, but I can't see the future. I've started Wayne Goleman this last week. I started Ben Roethlisberger when, when he got injured, and that was that's on me. That was just a bad draft pick. I'll, I'll admit that. That was just not my best draft pick. Shouldn't have drafted Ben Roethlisberger. I started Saquon when he got injured, and I also started Alshon Jeffrey when he got injured in-game. So, so you tell me, am I a bad fantasy football player or I'm just, am I just unlucky this year? I don't know. That's fantasy football, folks. 
For my pickups of the week, uh, I already mentioned Gerald Everett uh, would be a great pickup um, and an an addition to your team. Um, I I usually don't advise having multiple tight ends. Um, Sometimes sometimes it depends on what your team looks like. If you've got an open slot, you've got a guy who really hasn't done anything all year, go ahead and drop him. Pick up Gerald Everett. It's a pretty solid pickup this week. Uh, Also, Jonathan Hillman, for the first and only time that I would tell you to pick up a third string running back. Jonathan Hillman will likely get the the majority of the carries for the Giants. With that said, he's playing New England. Now, when you play New England, 90% of the time you are trailing. That means you're losing in the football game. If you're losing in the football game, you're probably not running the ball a whole lot. So, so obviously he's not going to get that many touches. However, because because Saquon and and um, and Wayne Gallman have played so well uh, for for the Giants, regardless of who they're playing, I say Jonathan Hillman is a would be a good pickup if you are desperate for a running back this week. I mean, real real desperate. Jonathan Hillman will be your guy. Um, another pickup that might be uh, not so um, not so need right now, but need maybe in the future, Danny Amendola. Not a real consistent uh, wide receiver for for the Lions this year, but he uh, you know he's he's had his his injury struggles, and um, I think that as he comes back from that, as uh, as he progresses, he's going to be one of those slot guys that's open every once in a while, and against a crappy secondary, might score upwards of uh, right in that fifteen to twenty range for for one of his best games of the year. He might he's available um, in a lot of leagues. Uh, I think that. On on ESPN, he's only uh, he's only been picked up by eight percent of of users. So Danny Amendola likely available in your league. Not a not a bad pickup. If again you have one of those guys on your bench who hasn't done anything all year, you're ready to drop him. Danny Amendola might be one of those guys you pick up. Start him, sit him for the week. Uh, I'm, I'm starting Larry Fitzgerald because Atlanta sucks. I'm starting Curtis Samuel against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay has surprisingly uh, has given up the most amount of uh, throwing yards all year. Um, so they're they're terrible against wide receivers. Curtis Samuel is not the number one wide receiver in Carolina. That would be DJ Moore. But DJ Moore is a very obvious start. He's played well all year. Um, Curtis Samuel has been up and down. I'm going to start Curtis Samuel on my fantasy football team this week against Tampa Bay. I think he, he at least gets into the end zone one time. Another stardom for you, Gardner Minshew. Had a, had a pretty good week last week. He plays New Orleans, who's actually struggled against quarterbacks this uh, this year. Um, Gardner Minshew might be a guy uh, that, that you consider starting. Another huge start this week. Tyler Boyd. Tyler Boyd uh, is is going to be the number one wide receiver in um, in in Cincinnati for a while. John Ross has been placed on injured reserve, and obviously uh, AJ Green still sidelined. Sit him this week. Baker Mayfield. No surprise there. I tweeted out earlier this week that everyone laughed at me when I said Baker Mayfield wouldn't be a good NFL quarterback. Well, look who's laughing now. Look who's laughing now. This guy, I, I don't believe him in him at all. I don't think he's that much different than Johnny Manziel. I think that I, I think that he was a great college quarterback. Yes, phenomenal college quarterback. Heisman Trophy winner, deserved it 100%. 
I don't think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback ever. I don't think he's a good quarterback NFL quarterback now, and especially not this week against Seattle. Not going to play well. Another sit him for you at, at quarterback. I don't think Goff is going to play all that well. Uh, he's playing San Francisco, who's been pretty tough this year. Uh, Richard Sherman back there. Uh, I just I have a hard time starting Jared Goff this, this week. So I say sit Jared Goff. On to everybody's favorite segment. I was wrong. Terry McLaurin. I went off last week on how, how great you were and how good of a rookie you were and, and what do you do? Uh, what do you do? You, you, you embarrass me. I should have known, honestly. It was, it was a stupid, it was a stupid uh, rant that I went on knowing that, that Washington was up in the air with their quarterback situation. They went with Colt McCoy. Uh, boy, <laughs> never go with Colt McCoy. Never. <laughs> uh, bad, bad call. Uh, if you started Terry McLaurin, my fault. My bad. Sorry. Another one. Um, I, I guess uh, this one, this one's kind. It's kind of up for interpretation. Depends on what kind of league you play in, honestly. Um, but I was, I was slightly off on the Carlos Hyde guess. Uh, I said that he would get uh, 13 carries for 70 yards and a touchdown. He had 21 carries, 60 yards and a touchdown. So more carries, less yards. Still got in the end zone, like I said. Um, but. If uh, you're not in a PPR league, you might not have uh, scored as many points with him um, and and might have had somebody better on your bench, uh, and I told you to start him. Uh, so so if, if, if that's the case, I am sorry for that. Um, that about wraps it up for me, folks. Uh, please hit me up on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, FantasyFiend0 uh, on, on Twitter, so that's my handle. Hit me up with questions. I'd love to be uh, answering trade, giving trade advice, giving uh, sit-em, stardom advice, all that kind of stuff. So uh, hit me up on Twitter. Shout me out. Make fun of me. Do what you got to do. Uh, let's get this thing rolling. Thanks, guys. Have a great week.